welcome to Disembodied Podcast. This is episode 14, Auspicious Signs. A few days ago, as I was walking past the sliding glass door in my living room, I saw something glide past my balcony. Pale gray stripes opened with a scissor-like motion before dissolving into the darkness. All I could think about were wings. I had seen the downy gray underwing feathers of a large bird, maybe. We were already past twilight, so it must have been about 8 o'clock in the evening. No one could be seen anywhere outside. Even though squirrels usually dash up and down the trees outside, they're not really active at night, so none of them were present. Stillness registered everywhere I looked. I drilled down into the dark spots where those wings disappeared. A shape atop a tall pathway lamp revealed itself with an almost imperceptible movement. Glancing from different angles, I could make out the form and the feathery, two-toned face of an owl. Her body was facing away from me, but her head had swiveled back to confront me. She had horns. Watchers don't like being watched. <laughs> I grabbed my phone and took a couple of photos. Neither photo captured the animal's image beyond a crude outline. So I slipped onto my balcony as quietly as possible and sat on a bench stifling the desire to run downstairs and try to position myself under the lamp for a closer view. She'd likely take flight before I got there, I knew. Pretty soon I noticed my Siamese cat pacing the balcony in search of adventure, and she's a delicate thing, <laughs> so I shooed her indoors. As much as I wanted to witness that owl in flight, I didn't want to see my cat pinched between her talons. So, what happened next? Get ready for the anticlimax. I went to put my shoes on. If I could just get a video clip of her taking flight, I was thinking. That would be perfect. That's all I needed. But one more jog back to the window revealed she was gone. She had already taken off. I'm still bummed about my failure to capture that owl sighting on video. Every evening I hold out hope that I'll notice her perched atop a lamp outside. I know she's got it in mind to hunt those fat little squirrels because we have too many of them, honestly. <laughs> I hate to say that, but we have squirrels bouncing off of every tree all day long. Whenever I come across a rarely seen animal like an owl... I see it as an auspicious sign, a favorable sign, because I live in a more urban environment. When you live in the countryside, these animals are more frequently seen despite operating in stealth mode. Maybe I also see them as auspicious because it's a relief to see that humanity hasn't yet killed off every hidden creature that shuns human interaction the operative word being yet, because we seem to be headed in that direction. 
Even if you don't believe in animism, where spirit resides in animals, weather, trees, streams, and so on, you can appreciate correspondences between animal and spirit. The Greek goddess of wisdom, Athena, is accompanied by her own owl who reveals unseen truths. Remember that movie Clash of the Titans? Athena's owl was mechanical, made of brass in the movie. It was like a steampunk owl before we knew what steampunk was. On the eastern side of spirituality, the Hindu goddess of success and wealth, Lakshmi, rides around on an owl. Okay, I have a Honda, Lakshmi has an owl, better than a Bentley. But owls have that ghostly, otherworldly correspondence as well, and are often seen as harbingers of death or guides to the underworld. Native Americans tend to see owls as a death symbol or as the animal a deviant medicine man would shapeshift into. Let's face it, any animal that can sneak up on you is going to be suspect. Humans fear the sneakiness of animals that hunt in silence like owls, and owls have attacked humans on occasion, too. Sneaky or not, an owl is an auspicious sign for me. I've seen them so rarely in my life, but it always felt like an honor to see them. And the one I saw last week gave me the feeling that I'm currently in the right place, even if I question that internally. Snakes, another animal with uncanny qualities, also seem auspicious to me. When I was a kid, I saw quite a few snakes in San Diego. I may have been startled by them, but I never thought of them as something worthy of disgust. Banded king snakes are pretty common in California. And I'll never forget when I was riding my bike on the sidewalk one time, I was about 10 years old, and I zeroed in on the brilliant orange bands of a king snake gliding through some vegetation not two feet away from the front wheel of my bicycle. It took my breath away. It was kind of shocking but I knew it was a good sign. So many significant dreams of mine have had to do with snakes as well. A Jungian psychologist once told me that snakes in dreams often indicate your own potential. I'll totally go along with that. Carl Jung knew what he was talking about. So, here's the practical aspect of this episode. I'm not advocating you take on all sorts of superstitions regarding animals. But why not pay attention to which ones, unusual ones, let's say, are crossing your path? What I'm really advocating is slowing down enough to find a sense of awe in nature. Find a way to appreciate animals for the diversity of life they represent even when they unnerve you a little. The skills animals have mastered through evolution can be of service to us humans as well, even in an abstract way, I would say. It would be nice to have an owl telling you unseen truths as you navigate the peaks and valleys of life. But maybe the practical lesson from watching owls is to shut up 
and observe all you can from a higher vantage point. The owl in my neighborhood has a strategy to stay alive, whether you see her as a good or bad omen. What's your strategy? Thanks for listening.